0: You can go ahead and uh, turn to your Bibles, uh, open them to 1 Chronicles, chapter 16. We're going to be in verses 8 through 11 this morning to kind of be our starting point. If you don't have a Bible, should be one in uh, the chair in front of you. It's on page 439 the Hugh Bible there. So this, this year, we have begun begun this new year uh, by talking about being intentional with meeting and moving, meeting with God and allowing Him to move us toward maturity. There are several ways that we can do that. Uh, last week, we looked at meeting God in His Word, the Bible, the key way that He has chosen to reveal Himself to mankind. But there are other important ways for us to meet with God. Today, we're going to be looking at meeting him in prayer. It's another critical way he is able to meet with us and cause us to move toward maturity, move toward where he wants us to be. So what is prayer? Christian prayer is, is just our way of communicating with God. Just, just like how a child talks with their and listens to their, their father, prayer is how we as Christians and children of God converse with him. It's just merely talking with our God. And everyone's conversation with God can be a little bit different. That's why prayer is the most intimate form of communication that directly connects us with God on a a personal level. Praying to God is simple. All you have to really do is speak to Him uh, with a genuine heart. The Bible makes it clear that it's it's really that straightforward. There's nothing... um, Nothing crazy about it. Uh, everyone can do it. Jeremiah 29.12 says if we call upon him and, 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 call and, and meet, come to him in prayer, that he listens. Prayer is, is freely given to us by God. and it, So it's important for us to understand the need, uh, the importance of prayer. And so the key verse for us this morning is going to be First uh, Chronicles 16, 8 through 11. Uh, let's read that together. O oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples, sing to him, sing praises to him, tell of all his wondrous works, glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his presence continually. David sang of the importance of seeking the Lord's presence continually, but the importance of prayer is often overlooked. Have you un, ever, un, ever wondered why we should pray? Prayer is a powerful thing. We, we hear that said many times. But why is prayer so powerful? What exactly happens when we pray? Well, I think one of the biggest reasons why people pray is to get answers. We pray for answers in our lives. Answers, answers for why do bad things happen to good people? Answers to, to complex questions about the universe: "Why am I here?" and "Why was I even created?" Now having questions is not a bad thing. God actually actually loves it when we come to him with questions. The problem, though, is God doesn't always answer our questions, at least not the way we want or expect Him to. It's definitely not always the answer that we want. So if we're, we're only praying for, to receive answers and, and then we don't receive our answer, well then, why keep praying? Right? It would be easy to lose heart. Using answers as your motivation can feel like a, a losing battle sometimes. And that's why answers can't be the only reason for prayer. That will make you quit praying real quick if that's all you're praying for. Or maybe you think that praying should be a great grocery list of, of things that you need. Lord, give me a, give me a pony. Give me a, a husband, a wife, lots of money, three beautiful children, a five-bedroom house. If You want to throw in a new car? Well, I'll be fine with that too. You know, The things that we want. But assume that we're not talking about materialistic things. How about that, that really difficult grocery list? Lord, please save my child from this illness. Lord, help my husband to find a good job. Lord, please save my marriage. Now, those are all great things that we should bring to the Lord in prayer. But even even for those requests, the Bible tells us in Matthew 6, 8, that God already knows what we need before we even ask him. So once again, we, we have to wonder, what's the point? And you hear stories of, of God waking people up in the middle of the night to, to pray for someone. What? Why? I mean, couldn't God just answer that on his own? I mean, he already knows about it, right? Why does he have to wake somebody up in the, in the middle of the night to pray for it? Those are all very good questions, and they all leave you wondering, what is the point of prayer? Why should we be praying, and when should we pray, and how should we pray? There are so many reasons, but I'm going to try to limit it, limit it to the top 10 reasons to help us understand the role of prayer in the believer's life. Prayer is an integral part of, of, of the Christian life. In fact, scripture, scripture simply assumes that believers pray. You won't find a, a lot of reason for prayer, explanation for how it works, or, or lessons on doing it right. Right? Instead, it talks about prayer as if it it expects all of God's people to find passion and purpose in doing it. But to help us understand, here are the top ten reasons that we should pray. The first one is to be obedient. One key to pray is because God has commanded us to pray. If we are to be obedient to Him, then prayer must be a part of our life in Him. Where does the Bible call us to pray? Several passages are relevant. And I'm going to go through these fairly quickly, and I've, I put them in your, your bulletin, your notes there. Matthew 544, 5.44, pray for those who persecute you. Matthew 6.5, and when you pray. Matthew 6, nine. this then is how you should pray. Romans 12.12, 12, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Ephesians 6.18, praying at all times in the Spirit. Philippians 4.6, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Colossians 4.2, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. 1 Thessalonians 5.17, just in case you're curious, pray continually. First Timothy 2, 1 Timothy 2.1, first of all then, I urge that supplications, prayer, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people. Prayer is an act of obedience. God calls us to pray, and we must respond. That's the first reason. We pray because we are to be obedient to God. He commands us to pray. Second, it's to help us grow closer to God. If you take anything away from, from this message this morning, and I hope this is the point that you go home with. The biggest reason to pray is to grow closer to God. Psalm 145.18, the Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. Jesus himself would frequently leave the crowds and go to a private place to pray. Luke 5.16, but he would withdraw to desolate places and pray. I find this very telling. Was Jesus just a loner? I don't think so tells us that even Jesus needed time alone to be in relationship with God the Father. If, if He needed time alone to be with a Father, I think we do. It's Through prayer that we're able to communicate our emotions, and our desires. As if, as if we're talking to Him, as, as if we're talking to a close friend. Prayer allows us to share how we feel, our thoughts, our ups and our downs. After, God, after all, God is the only one who, who truly knows how we feel. He's, he is the one, only one that truly knows what we are going through. When we pray, we're welcoming God into every part of our lives. More time, The more you spend time talking and listening to God through prayer, the more we draw closer to Him and know more of Him. And then naturally, God draws closer to us too. God is close to us. What else do we have to fear? God is close to us. If we, if we draw closer to Him through spending time in prayer, and He draws closer to us, then, then what, what do we have to fear? What, what else is there to achieve? Nothing. Just like Paul, we can live fearlessly and courageously because we know that our mighty God is for us and He is with us. Prayer is where we can meet with God. That's where we grow closer to Him. And that's also where we ask for forgiveness. As we spend time with the Lord and draw closer to Him, He will reveal more about Himself and also about ourselves. Prayer is an opportunity for us to confess our sins and ask for forgiveness. 2 Chronicles 7.14 is a, a familiar and wonderful verse. If my people who are called by my name Humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin. I will heal their heal their land. When we're, we're guilt-ridden because of sin, prayer is the most powerful tool we can use to seek the Lord's forgiveness. Prayer allows us to pour out our hearts before God, confessing our sins. And when we're sincere, 1 John 1, nine tells us he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Confessing and repentance is more than feeling sorry, it's a turning away. During his Sermon on the Mount, Jesus gives us the, uh, gave the, the Lord's Prayer uh, as a template uh, for how we should be praying. In it, he specifically highlights, highlights forgiveness. Jesus says in Matthew 6:14 through 15. I'll get there in a second. Matthew 6:14 through 15. If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. Now, that's honestly some pretty heavy stuff. Really, think about that. Since we're all humans, everyone raise your hand if you're a human. Yeah. That means we are all sinners. And as much as we try, we still fail and we sin. And we're constantly in need of forgiveness. Forgiveness from a Heavenly Father. We need forgiveness. And we need to forgive others. If we don't forgive others, then the Father won't forgive us. Asking for forgiveness is an important part of prayer, but it's also important to remember to forgive others as well. It's required. He tells us to forgive as you've been forgiven. If you find it hard to do, then you need to ask God to help you forgive when you're praying. As you are asking for forgiveness for your sins, you reflect on, on those things that, that you need to forgive others for. As you, As you understand the forgiveness that you are seeking and the grace and mercy you want him to extend to you, you think about that grace and mercy that you need to extend to others. Psalm 86.5, For you, O Lord, are good and forgiving, abounding in steadfast love to all who call upon you. We do that through prayer, to ask for forgiveness, to receive forgiveness, to be able to, to offer forgiveness to others. And we do it to receive power over evil, sin, and temptation. Prayer is essential and it's a crucial tool to help us resist temptation. When we're feeling weak and we're tempted to sin, we can pray for God's strength to help us overcome those temptations. 1 Corinthians ten thirteen: No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, He will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Prayer enables us to, gives us the opportunity to ask God for, for wisdom on how to avoid temptations, to recognize it before it ensnares us, to receive power over evil, sin, and temptation. Remember that this is a spiritual battle that we're in, right? We're in a spiritual battle. Talk about this on, on Wednesday nights all the time. We have an enemy that is determined to get us, that prowls around like a a roaring lion looking for who he may devour. That is the truth of our life here on earth. No matter how good things may seem, there is an enemy that's seeking to destroy us, always looking for an opportunity to trip us up, to ensnare us. Can physical strength help us overcome uh, spiritual battles? No. doesn't matter how strong you are. You can be big and, and tall and, and strong like Nate. won't do a thing to help you resist spiritual battles. You can, you can have a, a high belt in, in karate and in, in judo or, or taekwondo or anything else. won't do a thing to help you resist spiritual battles for our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against the rulers against the authorities against the powers of this dark, dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms Ephesians 6:12 tells us our battle is not against flesh and blood we need to receive power over evil and sin and temptation you need spiritual power in prayer even the physically weak can become strong in the spirits. We can call upon God to give us power over evil, over sin, over those temptations in our life. He's the one, the, 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 the power to enable us to, to break free from that bondage. 1 Timothy 4.8, For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things holding promise for both the present life and the life to come physical training is of some value yeah we we need to work out our bodies but we need to work out our spiritual lives even more matthew 26 41 watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak Go to God in prayer to receive power over evil, over sin, and temptation. If you're struggling with any of those. And if you're human, raise your hand. Then you are struggling with those things. Amen? Go to God to receive power over evil and over sin and temptation. He will give you the means to escape. We go to receive strength and hope. It be easy to feel like we're all alone when things are tough. But God is always with us. When we pray, we, we are reminded that He is sovereign and He is in control. And He will help us through whatever situation we're facing. Prayer for strength can help us get through anything that life throws our way. Because God is always there for us. He will give us the strength and hope we need to get through anything. Psalm 73, 26, my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Isaiah 40, 29, he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Isaiah 41, 10, so do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Now that doesn't mean that you'll be able to go out and, and uh, score a touchdown every time, as a lot of people like to think. But he will give you strength for the things that he gives you to do. He will give you hope to endure the things of this life. Psalm 46, 1 through 3 God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the, into the heart of the sea, though its waters may roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. Selah. Think about that. God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in trouble. Are you in trouble? Do you have difficulties in your life? Go to Him to receive strength and hope. Put on the armor of God daily through prayer to to help overcome your battles. If you're feeling lost or scared, take a few minutes to, to pray and ask God for strength and hope. Even in the midst, even in the midst of that battle, you can go to him in that instant. Because God is always listening and he is always ready to help. Go to him in prayer to receive strength, hope. Go to him to receive peace, comfort, mercy, and grace. The importance of prayer is is also evident when trouble comes. In our fast-paced lives, we're we're constantly bombarded with stress and and anxiety from work and from school and, and all our other responsibilities. Even, should I try to drive to church this morning, it's snowing and blowing. Sometimes it can feel too overwhelming, feel like we just need a break. That's why we need prayer for peace, for all the comfort that only God can provide. When we pray, we're reminded that we're not alone in this world, that God is always with us. He will never leave us nor forsake us. When we pray, we're reminded that He is sovereign, that He is the Creator. That he holds the world together by the words of his mouth. That he spoke things into existence. That's who we're praying to. He will never leave us nor forsake us. Deuteronomy six. be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them. For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. When you pray, you're entrusting your needs to the trustworthy God rather than depending on yourself to make things happen. So even when everything else seems to be falling apart, we can find hope and peace in Him through prayer. 1 Peter 5, 7, Cast all your anxieties on Him, for He cares for you. Philippians 4, 6, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. What's the result of that? The very next verse and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Are you anxious about something? Don't be anxious. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Are you in fear? Are you anxious? Go to Him. Ask him. Receive peace, comfort, mercy, and grace. He will give you the peace of God that transcends all understanding. If you're a Christian, you know when he gives you that kind of peace, right? That's the result of going to him in prayer. Hebrews 4:15 through 16: for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. You need mercy. You need grace in your time of need. And approach the throne of grace. Confidence. Jesus knows. He came. He was born a babe. He lived on this world. He was tempted in every way. He understands. He understands what you're going through. He can sympathize with us. Now he sits at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us. He knows when we feel hopeless. He knows when we feel anxious, when we feel lost, we feel betrayed, when we're tempted. We go there, Find peace, comfort, mercy, and grace. We go there to increase our faith. Another important uh, importance of prayer is that it puts our faith into action. Luke 17, 5-6, the apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. And the Lord said, If you had faith like a grain of mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, Be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Luke 17, 5 through 6 reminds us that God is real and that He is in control. The amazing thing about prayer is seeing God answer them in ways that we could never imagine. And in situations that seem impossible, move this mulberry tree and throw it into the, the sea. God is actually listening. To us and that God is able to do the impossible in response to our prayers it's an amazing thing now obviously God chooses to answer the prayers in different ways according to his wisdom he sees things that, that that we don't see and he knows things that we don't know he's working in ways that we don't realize we trust in his wisdom we trust his power his wisdom and his love for us and when, when we see answer to prayer, it increases our faith. Talked about testimony night coming up. It's one of the amazing things about that. So we give testimony to what God has done in our life. Answer to prayer. Wednesday nights, is part of what we do. We have a time of study, and then we have a time of prayer. Corporate prayer. Break off into groups. We pray about specific needs in the church. Specific things people share. I've got this going on. I've got that going on. Pray for me. And as, as we pray for one another, we have updates. Hey, how's that going? Oh, praise the Lord. He answered. And we're able to share those things. And as we see those answers of prayer, as we see God do the impossible in our lives, it builds our faith. 1 Corinthians 2.5, that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. And so we can pray with faith, with confidence. Even though we may not have received the answers yet, we're already believing that it's been done because we believe God for it. We believe He is the God of the impossible. Nothing is impossible with Him. That's why Jesus looks at his disciples and says, if you have faith like the grain of a mustard seed, all it takes, all you need is a, a little bit of faith and a great big God in order to see impossible things happen. So if you're looking for ways to increase your faith, start with prayer. It's one of the best things that you can do. Then give thanks and praise and prayer. We pray not only to ask things from God, but also to give Him thanks. Praise Him for who He is and all that He's done in our lives. Prayer helps us to count our blessings. Time talking with Him allows us to remember all the good things that God has done in our lives, no matter how big or how small. Remind yourself of those things. We're also able to reflect on His abounding grace and mercy that He shows to us. Everyone made it here safe on these roads, right? That was by God's grace and mercy that He allowed you safe passage. Turn on the news if you don't believe me. How many cars slid off into the ditch? How many people are stuck? Who here woke up with with electricity and heat? Right? Right? God's grace and mercy, that He gives that to you. Our gratitude through our prayers is, is also an act of, of honoring Him. It's an acknowledgment that everything we have, and all the battles that we have won are because of who God is. Because He loves us. James 1.17, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights. 1 Chronicles 16, 34. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. Psalm 100, verse 4. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name. Amen? He is good. Give thanks for His love. Give thanks for His provision. Give thanks for His forgiveness. Give thanks for His word. Give thanks for His creation give thanks for his people, give thanks for his plans for us, plans to to give us a future and a hope. We We have so much to be thankful to God for, so much to be thankful for God for. Your family, your children, the home that you live in, the electricity that lights it up and the heat that keeps it warm. This building that we're in today is it's, it's one degrees outside and we're all in here nice and cozy and comfortable, right? So many things that we're thankful to, we, we should be thankful for. the freedom to assemble many places in this world do not have this freedom. We have, we have this great big building that undeniably looks like a church. It looks you drive by it. That's a church, right? Not, it's not hidden. We have a sign right out front. We have a parking lot right here on the side. Everyone parked right there in the open. None of us are, are hiding. We have freedom to worship God in this country. Thank God for that, because there are many places that will get you killed. That will get you excommunicated from your family, shunned, arrested. We have tremendous blessings. They're all from the Lord. Give thanks. Give Him praise. He deserves our thanks and praise. Now, there's something special about gathering together and praising God. We're going to do that during testimony night. But don't miss out of the, the privilege of praising Him personally in prayer. As you think about everything that is in your life that you can be thankful to Him for. As you do that, you just reflect how wonderful He is. As you do that, you worship Him and you praise Him. You'll draw closer to Him and He will draw closer to you intimate relationship that begins to develop prayer is an important way for us to exalt god and show our love for him thank him and praise him in your prayers and we go to him to ask for guidance and wisdom we should pray to seek god's wisdom and guidance especially during times to uh, where, where we need to make important decisions when the, when the going gets rough and we don't know what to do, it's important to remember that we can always seek guidance from God. Prayer is a perfect way for us to welcome God to help us. When we pray for wisdom, we're, helping, we're, we're asking God to help us understand what we should do in a certain situation. When we pray for guidance, we're asking God to show us the path that we should take. Give me wisdom. Help me to understand what's happening here. Which way should I go? James 1.5, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. If you lack wisdom, ask God. If you don't know what to do, ask God. Psalm thirty-two, eight: I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. Not sure which way to go? Seek God for guidance. Even Jesus asked for God's guidance in choosing the twelve apostles in Luke, Luke six, twelve through thirteen. Jesus went up on the mountain to pray. And he prayed to God all night, and at daybreak, he called together all of his disciples, and he chose 12 to be his apostles. Do you need wisdom and guidance? Ask him in prayer. Do you need help forgiving someone who has wronged you? Ask. Do you need God to, to guide you towards your purpose? Ask him. Do you need God to lead you in your business, in your work? Ask Him. Do you need God to send you a word of encouragement? Ask Him. Do you need a, a friend in your life? Don't be shy. Ask Him. Do you need wisdom? Do you need guidance? Go to God in prayer. All the reasons we to pray are, are special, but asking uh, for guidance, might be one of my favorites. I say that because it constantly amazes me how much God will lead you when you simply ask. Many of us wander through life clueless when we've got, we, have, we have exactly what we need. He will lead us. He will give us wisdom for the decisions that we need to make. He will guide us into those answers the way that we should go. If we would just simply go to Him and ask. When you ask God for help, you're allowing Him to mold you and to fill you with more of Him and less of everything else. When you ask for His wisdom, what are you admitting? That you don't have it, right? That your wisdom is not is not sufficient. When you ask for him for guidance, what are you admitting? That you're hopelessly lost. That you don't have a clue. But you know that he does. You know the plans that he has for you are are better. So you turn to him. You ask him to give you that wisdom, to give you the guidance. God is a gentleman after all. He won't force you to do anything. Asking God for guidance leads to our final reason today. is to align our will with His. When we pray, we're also aligning ourselves with God's will. We're asking Him to, to lead us and to help us in our, our, journey, our journey through life. Prayer is a way to, to surrender our lives to God and trust that He will lead us down the path that He has planned for us. Jeremiah 29, 11 through 12 For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare, not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. We're all very familiar with that verse, right? But well, we often miss the very next one, verse 12. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. He has plans for you. Go to Him in prayer. Pray to Him. Call upon Him. When we we pray, we're opening up a dialogue with our Creator. We're able to hear from Him and understand His heart for us. Through prayer, we're able to discern the will of God for our lives. As we spend time talking to God and listening for His guidance, He will begin to reveal His plans for our lives. Do you want to know what God's plan for your life is? and spend time in prayer with Him. Listen to Him. Ask for His, his guidance, for His wisdom. And then He will begin to lead you. And He will begin to align your will to His will. Isaiah 30, 21, In your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, This is the way. Walk in it when you turn to the right or when you turn to the left. Go to Him in prayer, and you will hear Him speak to you. This is the way. Walk in it. Proverbs 16.9, the heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. Sometimes, you know, it's been said, man makes plans and God laughs, right? Many times in Scripture we're told to persist in prayer. Persist in prayer. God doesn't answer, just keep praying. Don't give up. Keep praying. More often than not, that delay is meant to align our will to His. As we consistently seek Him in prayer on any issue or need, He has an opportunity to meet with us, and move us in His direction. He begins to reveal the motive behind our prayers. Are they selfish? Are we recognizing God's sovereignty in this situation? Are we asking for our will or His will? Do we recognize our total dependence on Him? Are we being self-righteous, or do we recognize our sin? Do we recognize the spiritual battle that we're in? When Jesus taught us to pray in the Lord's Prayer, what does He say? Matthew 6, 9, 9 through 13. Turn to Matthew 6, 9 through 13. Matthew 6, 9 through 13. Pray then like this Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For thine is the kingdom power, and glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Recognize the holy, sovereign Lord. Submit to His will, asking for and and offering forgiveness for power to, to resist evil and sin, recognizing that it is all about Him, His kingdom, not our own. All laid out right there, the Lord's Prayer, conforming our will to his will. As we surrender our plans to him, he will begin to work in us, work us, work in us in ways that we would never have imagined. Because his plans and his ways are, are higher than our ways, right? That is the importance of prayer. As we meet with God in prayer, He meets us where we are, and then He moves us to where we should be. Is prayer a, a consistent part of your Christian life? For a lot of Christians, having regular prayer time is, is aspirational. They want it, but they, they struggle to get it started and, and make it stick that's you, I have four easy steps for creating a consistent prayer time. First thing is be realistic. Be realistic about it. Too too often we set impossible goals. Five to ten minutes a day is better than 30 minutes every once in a while. And we sang the hymn, Sweet Hour of Prayer. You don't have to start off with an hour of prayer. If you start that thinking that you have, that's the standard, you have to spend an hour in prayer, you won't do it. You won't stick with it. Be realistic. Five to ten minutes a day with him is better than 30 minutes every once in a while. So set a small daily goal. You can expand it over time. Be realistic about that time that you're going to spend with Him. Commit to a smaller portion. and Then let that build. Plan your time. Prayer can be a struggle when we don't have a plan. A failure to plan is a plan to fail. Right? If if you don't plan, you'll never succeed at anything. Try to know ahead of time what you need to pray for. Be intentional with your prayer time, okay? Especially as you first start off, maybe you don't know how to pray. What should I do? What should I say? Jot down a few things to be intentional to pray for so that you you can plan your time as you begin. As your prayer time goes, you may need to to make out a more detailed plan, setting blocks of time for, for intercession prayer for praise, and for thankfulness, and for confession, and, and on and on. You can build on it, but plan your time. Find a consistent space. Find your prayer closet. Where can you go to have quiet time with the Lord? Now, obviously, we can pray with the Lord every minute of the day. We should be. Every moment of the day, should, it should be in constant communication, it's, it's like having an open line telephone. You call them up, and it's always there. So As soon as something comes up, boop, you just pick up that phone, put it to your ear, and you can talk to them, right? There's that. We need to have that. But we also need to have a dedicated time set aside to pray where we're intentional about it where we go when we need to spend time alone with him. Jesus did it. Jesus would leave. He would tell his disciples, you wait here, I'm going to go pray. Find a place where you can spend that quiet time with him. Maybe you have a corner of your living room that's perfect for prayer. Or it could be a park that you walk in. It could be a bench out in your yard out in the garage, out on your deck, wherever. Find a spot that is your special place to go pray and spend time with the Lord. And set a goal for sticking with it. Instead of saying that you'll pray for 15 minutes a day for the rest of your life, set a goal for the month. It's easier to convince yourself to keep going and develop that new habit when you have an end date in mind. You know, we often say for those who, who want to serve in different places in the church, just because you do it, doesn't mean that you have to do it forever, okay? Because a lot of times people, people that, that'll, that'll keep people from stepping up. But oftentimes, once they begin to do it, They begin to know how much they love doing it. So set a goal. Once a month is up, you can set a new goal. And eventually, it will become a natural part of your life. You will will learn to love the time that you spend with the Lord. And you will look forward to it. It won't be be a a thing that you, well, I committed to doing this, so i got to get my 10 minutes in, i got to get my 15 minutes in, you will look forward to that time that you spend with him. It will just become a natural part of your life. So be realistic, plan your time, find a consistent place to do it, set a goal that will help you stick with it so that it becomes a natural part of your life. Meet and move God in prayer. Be obedient. Help us grow grow closer to God. To ask for forgiveness. To receive power over evil, sin, and temptation. To receive strength and hope. To receive peace, comfort, mercy, and grace. To increase our faith. To give thanks and praise. To ask for wisdom and guidance. To align our will with His. We need to spend time with Him in prayer need to decide to meet and move with God. Allow Him to move you this new year. Motivation for prayer time. Buy yourself M&Ms. M&M, that's kind of our our theme, right? M&M, meet and move. Meet and move with God this year. If you need some motivation to, to begin your new practice of spending time in prayer, Buy yourself some M and M's, and say, you know what? I'm going to spend my my fifteen minutes, my ten minutes, my, my twenty minutes, whatever it is, with God in prayer. And then, when I get done, get my M and M's. I don't mind bribing you to spend time in prayer with God. I don't mind at all. Do what you need to do to motivate yourself, and then pretty soon, you know what? You won't need the M&M's because what you will be getting from him will be so much sweeter. Amen? Amen. Meet and move with God in prayer. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you again for this time that you have given us to spend together. We thank you that you do indeed meet us. That you meet us where we are even as you sent your Son into this world to live a sinless life, to die on the cross for our sins, you met each and every one of us exactly where we were. And then you move us to where we need to be. You give us that same ability as we spend time in prayer with you, as we spend time communing with you, we meet with you, you're able to move us toward maturity and Christ, Christ-likeness. I pray that you would help each of us to d- develop that new habit of prayer, spending time with you. That you may form us, empower us, enable us, that we will receive all that we need as we go through this life. You would help us to meet others to help move them toward Christ. Pray that you would help us all accomplish this by the power of the Holy Holy Spirit working in, through, and for us for your glory. In the name of Jesus, amen.